Hey Baron, it's it's been a while. How you been? Wait. What is this in front of me? Oh wait, Baron, is that you? Oh holy shit! Oh, we're back together. We're back together. That's Reunited. right. Reunited. I'm back in Australia. What? Are they let you back in? No, I snuck in. Oh my god. I do, you, do you have COVID? <coughs> oh oh no. no! Jesus, we've both got Corona. We've got <laughs> to stay quarantined to record podcasts for many weeks together now. Oh right, we can record like six podcasts. Just podcasts when I thought I was out of quarantine, they pull me back in. <laughs> I mean, we we joke about about it, but right now Victoria is full of. Yeah, we probably shouldn't joke about it. But hey, at least we're not in America. Yeah. By the way, I told you we have flights booked to Brazil in December, right? No, you. Don't. <laughs> no, we don't. We're not going. Oh my god, not going. I'm not. You're not risking it. No, no, it's it's way too dangerous. Um, yeah, the world is vastly falling into disrepair, oh, and the world is burning. Uh-huh. The Dark Knight commentary. <laughs> Shush. Um, so, what better way to celebrate an absolute travesty and disaster than to talk about The Godfather Part 3? Oh my god. Alright. Um, do you want some background on how this film came to be before we talk about the film itself? Yeah, please. Because that was my biggest question in other podcasts. It was like, yeah. well, why did it take so why long? Why did it take so long, right? What, yeah. What? What happened? Well, the reason it took so long is because The Godfather 1 was fucking perfect. And they already were like, it's the 70s, like no one's doing sequels. And we got a good idea for a sequel, so let's just do a sequel. And um, they just did the sequel, and everyone thought the sequel was fucking shit when it came out. And then within a few months, people were like, this is actually the best movie ever made, maybe. Wait, um... Like, Roger Ebert really didn't like it when he first saw it. People didn't like the... Yeah! Godfather Part 2. A lot of people thought it. To be fair, like apparently, year. no. Allegedly, what happened was that there was an early critic screening a few weeks before the film officially premiered, where Walter Murch had actually cut up the film with like twelve back and forths, more of like a Dunkirk structure than a what it is in the final film, which is there's like six or seven back and forths between um, Vito and Michael. So uh, yeah. maybe it was just a much more incoherent film because you know you can imagine with how much Michael travels between you know America, Cuba. Even in, even in America, sorry, he goes between, you know, um, Lake Tahoe, New York, um, California, I think, at one stage. Um, and then he's, you know, travelling to Cuba. Like, all of that. And then you've got Vito going between, you know, the old country and, um, and New York and all this stuff. Like, you can really see how that structure probably would have hurt the film if it had been more frenetic. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so Paramount Pictures tried to go ahead with the film for years without Francis. And... Francis refused to make another sequel. part three. With part three. They wanted to make a third film. Um, They hired Mario Puzo to write some extra drafts, which dealt with things like um, the mafia being led by Anthony, um, battling the CIA, Fidel Castro's Cuban government. Um, There was a 1978 draft by Puzo that dealt with um, Anthony Corleone being recruited by the CIA to help assassinate a dictator. Um, Basically, Paramount... Yes. Weird. Yeah, I know. It's an odd, odd idea. Um, all of these scripts were discarded when Coppola decided to work on the script again, but um, Coppola abandoned the project just time and time again in the 80s. But something that's kind of interesting is that Paramount did offer the project to many writer-directors to come on board. Like, they offered it to Sidney Lumet, to um, Costa Gravis, Alan Pacula, Robert Benton. They even offered it to, like, Michael Mann at one point. Sylvester Stallone came really close, apparently, to writing, starring, and directing one. Which would have been interesting. Would have been a change in history. 
Um, so what happened is that Francis was broke after like several huge flops. Like he, his most famous one was one from The Heart, which is the last American Zoltrope film where they yeah. basically rebuilt Las Vegas for a movie. Oh, like yeah, the, yeah heard you've heard, I've of it. heard of it. Have yeah. you watched it? No, it's really good. It's is a really it? good film. Yeah. Um, I think his best film post Godfather Two, uh, post Apocalypse Now is um, Peggy Sue Got Married with Nicolas Cage, mm. um, who's of course his nephew. And I actually think that Nicolas Cage would have been an amazing choice to play the Andy Garcia role in this film. Or if you were to rewrite the film and have Anthony be the protagonist, which I think would have fixed a lot of the problems with the film. If you I made this film like Godfather One, That's and you have Anthony coming into the mafia, sort of like Michael in the God in the first Godfather. Have Nicolas Cage play him, and you've got Al Pacino and Nicolas Cage like together in the film, sort of um, bonding, and you have a very kind of mirrored experience to Godfather One. That would be awesome, and you can mm. still have um, Michael be kind of the ruthless guy from Godfather Two if you don't make him the protagonist. So I really, yeah. but the reason the movie's bad, the reason the movie's bad is because he had very little time to work on the script. So originally he wanted a six million dollar fee for writing, producing, and directing the film with six months to work on the script. The studio only gave him one million in fees and they gave him six weeks to do the script. Ooh. That's not... That's that not was long. so that they could release it in Christmas of 1990. And what happened was Coppola tried to make the film um, which he titled The Death of Michael Corleone. That was the original working title of the Yeah, no, film. I've heard about that. Mm. Yeah. It was meant to be an epic final duel between Al Pacino's Michael Corleone and Robert Duvall's Tom Hagen, who, of course, is the non-Sicilian member of the family who's been there since the beginning, and now he's the last member of, like, the original family. Like, he's the last guy who he's, like... So not in this film, is it? No. No, that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So Tom Hagen is briefly mentioned in this film that he died off-screen... Easily, I think, one of the most important characters in the fucking story, right? Oh, so stupid. Like, and the thing is, what I was saying in Godfather 2 is that Godfather 2 perfectly sets up that third film. Because there's that scene where Tom Hagen's talking with, uh, I think it's Michael Rizzi, like the guy who, um, the guy who kills himself in prison. And he's like, the Corleone family used to be great. We used to be like the Roman Empire. And you can just see that Tom Hagen's like, I don't feel like the family's going in the right direction. Which perfectly would set up, you know, an older Tom Hagen in the third film trying to struggle power away from Michael. And that could have been fucking awesome. Because, you know, Robert Duvall's won an Oscar for Tender Mercies. He's, like, the same age as Pacino. They're both equally, like, impressive actors in terms of their, like, cultural impact. Both, they were both, like, considered to be uh, kids of Peter, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tom was arguably closer in the family than Michael until Michael got dragged into the family because Tom was yeah, yeah. Tom was literally doing business for Vito so you, you for decades. Had, you could have had Tom kind of being like the I was, Vito yeah. star character. Yes, against Michael. Exactly. That would have been interesting, and you could have had it. You could actually, do so much. You could have had it. actually Michael winning and like coming in in a darker. Tom or that you have a Scarface style ending where Michael loses to Tom and like. The well, family like, does go legitimate, but it needs Michael to die for that to happen. But I just think it would be really dark if Michael actually won a duel like that. But like, Michael's but, but, won part, twice. But, but part two, Michael. Well, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Is that by the time this movie comes out... Yeah. Uh, uh, if not, not this movie, but that movie. By the time that movie comes out, yeah. Michael is the villain. If it was the death of Michael Corleone in that film. Yeah. yeah. Michael is the villain, and... It would have been a really dark tone if he actually finished off the mm. the remaining members of his family, 
and maybe like you could have said it's the death of Mike Corleone and it's actually just metaphorical instead of like a literal death yeah yeah ex- absolutely I mean I, I feel like he's already sort of spiritually died at the end of part 2 I feel like that's the whole point of the ending of part 2 yeah. he, he's literally killed his brother like he's he has killed he's lost his children he's lost his wife so what happened to that script? What happened was that Robert Duvall refused to take the $1 million offer the studio gave him because Al Pacino was getting $5 million and Diane Keaton was getting $1.5 million. And he's like, wait a second, I've won an Oscar, Pacino's won an Oscar, I am like the other half of this movie if the movie's going to be like this. So yeah. why the fuck am I not getting as much as Pacino? And the studio was like, we're never going to pay you that much. So Duvall was like, oh, I'm just not going to be in the film then. Wow. So Duvall, Duvall, well, yeah, but the thing is, people like say that Duvall's the villain. Duvall's completely right. Like the only reason right, people yeah. are making Godfather Three is to make money. So like, that's why Coppola's making it. Yeah, yeah Coppola's making it for money. The Godfather films were all only made to make money. Like that's the hilarious thing about this is Coppola is doing the, the Godfather like Three this. for the same reason he did Godfather One because he was broke. So these films are considered to be like greatest achievements yeah, of cinema it's considered to be maybe one of the greatest franchises of all time easily two of the greatest films ever made and they're they, all they completely commercial like adventure yeah. films yeah exactly they are the it's Avenger hilarious. films of the 70s yeah seriously this is my one defense of Marvel films when people say well no actually I'm not going to give them because oh it's really cost of, it's a really cost of, like yeah it, it's kind of roller no I, I don't want to say that but you know what <laughs> yeah no I'm not I'm not I don't mean that anyways um Okay, so, so so they had this great idea. A better for, comparison, for honestly, film. would be like The Dark Knight to The Godfather One, where a director gets a chance to do a superhero yeah, film because it's very good. yeah, no, no, well, Batman Begins. So like, Christopher Nolan gets a chance to do the Batman franchise after it's kind of languishing. Hollywood has no idea what to do in the '60s with to get audiences back, so they're like, let's take a shot on this young kid and he'll turn this mafia thing into a hit. And Coppola yeah. gets basically, not free reign, he has a lot of trouble, but he, he gets to do more stuff than he traditionally would have got into because the book is getting more popular and because he's he's so well, you, quickly you, making choices. And You said it, the whole thing of like, oh, yeah. it's going to cost a million dollars to make this film. And then he and then fought to, to, fought yeah. to make it six million and yes. then the movie made uh, more a lot money of than any movie had ever made until Jaws a few years later. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's just so funny that um, okay. So my question is, but but that's a better comparison of like a director yield uh, a director making a commercial movie and making it better than that it really needed to be. Yeah, Batman and it Begins, being yeah. yeah, Batman Begins is a very good comparison yeah. to The Godfather. Okay, so then they had this great idea for the third film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me. No, no. Like, oh, uh, my Coppola question had is, this great idea. Coppola yeah, had yeah. this great idea. So tell me, what the fuck happened? So Duvall walks, which means I mean, I that the guess, story has to be retold. I guess he probably spent one or two weeks on that, right? Coppola. No, no, this is before he even starts oh, writing. That's before he, the six he, weeks. Because you've got to like confirm that Pacino's going to be on board before you can write it. Yeah. And Pacino wanted $7 million for this film, and then they Coppola basically forced him down to five, because Coppola's like, this is fucking crazy. Like, don't, yeah, no. Uh, so what happened? We'll, we'll talk about What's, the performances soon. What happened is a very good question. A lot of stuff happened, basically. Uh, I think it's worth saying that... Um, we'll, we'll talk about characters soon, but, like... Mario Puzo... A, a big scandal had happened with the Vatican in, like, the mid-80s to do with, like, um, mismanagement of funds. And Mario Puzo, I think, was the guy who came up with the Vatican story. And Coppola thought that that was a sufficient 
dramatic story that would work in spite of the of the Robert Duvall story. And it doesn't. Like it, it, it's it's very fair to say that the story of this film isn't great. But the problem with the Vatican stuff is that it's just... it's so separate from all of the immediate drama of the film. Yeah. It's in I'm... a completely different country that we don't really spend any time with until the end of the film. Okay, and... I feel like they wanted to do the the Cuba stuff. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's what it feels but like. But the, yeah. the Cuba stuff like I said in the last podcast, but I will film this a long time ago. The fucking assassins show up at Michael's house and try to kill him in the but first 20 minutes. The, the thing with the Cuba stuff yeah. in 2, what I said was that it at least... I don't. I, it didn't feel like it had too much to do with the overall uh, story, main plot of part two. Not the story, the plot, yes, but the story, no. The story yeah, no, no, of The no, Godfather no, 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 2 the is about Michael killing it's, his brother yeah. and, and losing his soul. Right? Yeah. There isn't nothing like that in this. No, there isn't. The Vatican stuff. This, this movie has a lot of plot film. and no story. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Well, no, his his daughter. It's about the death of his daughter. Yeah, that's what the story is. It's 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 a Romeo and Juliet mafia well, it's, story. It's, I guess it's, it's about trying to, you know, trying to like. Oh no, it's about a mobiliar. Reconnect with the family and yeah. then failing to reconnect to the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about him thinking that he can live a normal life again, and then no, you'll never get to. Which there are, there are better movies about that about the mafia, but well, you can watch Sopranos and you get that really, really well yeah. told. But um, greatest final scene of any TV show in history, fucking wait, wait 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 don't stop, believe yeah oh, don't no. stop. But um, have you seen David Chase defending it? Such a gangster. No, oh. I don't think it's that bad. It's great. It's good. I, I like actually it. don't understand anybody who thinks it's ambiguous. Like, it's so not ambiguous. The episode begins, like, with a full thing. Like, it, it's it's That's like, this time, guy but... is going to die. That's how the episode begins. He like It's like a fade to white to him waking up in but, bed. No, no, my, but uh, my problem with that is yeah. that is the whole thing with... Uh, it's meant to be ambiguous, but like with the daughter obvious. parking, taking a long time to park. Uh, yeah, that, I thought that was, and that it's kind of like what changes the outcome of what's going to happen. Because she's not with them. Yeah, she so takes a long time to come, mm. uh, because the, the assassin is meant to kill the whole family, right? Mm. And because she's not there, he comes in. He says that spoilers for surprise, there. by the way. Not, not everyone's there, so she, he takes a long time, and that's the ambiguity, in mm. my opinion. But, um, oh no, I, I just think that she probably witnesses it and he goes in first and kills Tony. I never thought that he's meant to kill the whole family. I don't know. Who knows? Only David Chase maybe knows. Um, anyway. But, yeah, um, Godfather 3, man. Yeah, have you finished your background stuff? Uh, that's kind of all my background stuff. I think that's everything really that... Like, one thing that's kind of funny I found in my research is that's kind of funny is that um, the Vatican once owned Paramount Studios, <laughs> which is weird to think about. Where, where did they film the Vatican stuff? I think it was, uh, it was somewhere in Italy. I actually didn't find out. Um, you know what's so weird to think about? I just wrote down that that's on my background, but like, it's really strange to think that Al Pacino in this is closer to doing Scarface than doing Godfather Part 2. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in terms of years, he's much closer to acting in Scarface than in Godfather Part 2. Yeah, okay. So, can we start... The Talking about the performances? Yeah, I think that's the main... That's my pretty main much... Thing. Yeah. Uh, Pacino doesn't sound like Corleone anymore. Uh, are we going to talk about the writing of the characters or the performances first? Performances. Okay. 
I okay. I can, think can I just throw my hot take out? He lost yeah. his subtle, his subtlety. Al Pacino lost. lost his subtlety in the years. <laughs> are you, what are you? Ooh-ha! Look what are you, you old people? Give me what you, you, you got. You think, but you're Give me better. what you got. You think you're better than me? I know, the dialogue. So say good night to the bad guy. Yeah. Because <laughs> she got a great ass, and you managed to get yourself all the way up it. First you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the women. women. Right? Um. So yeah, I think. Hoo-ha! <laughs> I think he lost his subtlety. <laughs> I think that's a very gross underestimation. Holy shit! And like he doesn't. Yeah, the last performance he gives that's genuinely like, subtle and intricate after this, until the Irishman. Uh, no, the Irishman's not subtle. But no, um, the Irishman. He's playing the right character. He's so dialed into what that movie needs. For yeah, every that's, that's, that's the character. That's the character is, is a loud guy, a politician. Yeah, it's like fucking Jimmy Hoffa. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's incredible. That's an amazing performance. Like, that's, but he's an amazing actor. You lost the, you know. Yeah, he's Fredo. not. He's not Michael Corleone anymore. Fredo, I know you did it. In his you defense, me. Al Pacino, right? And he's like, "Oh, Fredo, I miss you. I swear, I've killed you. Oh, I killed my own I brother. Killed my brother. Oh, I killed my." It, it actually, okay. I, I'm gonna say something. And I, I really like do want to say, I really Knight. do want to say this. Al Pacino is one of the finest actors who has ever lived, ever will live. He is a legend. When he dies, it will be like when he what dies, it will be like a thousand year tree has fallen in like an ancient forest. He is genuinely and one everyone of. Everyone will hear it. Yeah, everyone. Like he is one of the first actors who genuinely became an icon just because he was such a good actor. Like he, he is. So beyond a legend at this point in terms of his presence on screen, like he's one of the great, he's one of my inspirations as you know a filmmaker to work with an actor who is that good. Mm. Like he's amazing. I think this might be one of his worst performances. (laughs) Genuinely, I think he is better in Jack and Jill than this. But in Jack and Jill, he's making fun of his yeah. He's he's in the right movie playing the character right in this. I think movie. both the way Michael is written and the way Pacino plays him, because I don't think Pacino liked this movie. Pacino very, very vocally oh, said that he hated what Coppola did to the character. Yeah, no, not no, that he disliked it, not that he disagreed. He said that he actually hated. Like it's uh, like, like Mark Hamill about... in the Last Jedi talked more favorably about Ryan Johnson than Pacino about Coppola. Yeah, well, here's the thing: Mark, Mark Hamill feels like he's sort of just a good person. He mm. doesn't want to piss off anyone. I think Al Pacino's a good person, but like, um, yeah, but like, no, um, Pacino was like, there is no way Michael would ever apologize for his actions, especially killing Fredo. He would yeah, no, never no, no, do we're that. Talking, we're talking he would never confess his perform- sins. Well, I guess we're talking about actors, really, and performances. But when we get to character, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just keep talking the, performance for a yeah, let's talk yeah. performance and character. So Pacino, Pacino, he lost his subtlety. Yeah, he lost his subtlety. Um, and he's just the first line he met, he does in this film. Yeah, I was like, that's not Michael. That's not Michael. That's not like, Michael. Like maybe if you if you watch these films in real time, mm. you watch, you know, seventy four. You watch part two, right? If you did that, and I'm like, and then you watch this in the nineties, I'm like, okay, maybe you can you can kind of like see the like you can admit the changes, right? But like, if you watch them back to back, this is my point. If you watch yeah. the two films back to back, it's like, no, yes, no, it's not the same character. It's not the same character. It's, it's it, just not the same. Character. It's literally a different character. Like there's there's scenes where he's making jokes. There's scenes where he's like smiling. This is not 
Michael Corleone anymore. He's yeah. he's a totally different character. I'm not saying that Michael can't have like you know levity, but he really shouldn't after the last two <laughs> movies. Yeah, I was trying to remember that that actor's name, um, Bridget Fonda. Um, oh, you can just do this. Yeah, of course, X Ray. X Ray. X Ray's great. Um, so it should be a fucking yeah, it's great. Um, okay, uh, the next most important character in the film is Andy Garcia as what's his name? He's he's Sonny's uh, illegitimate son. Yeah, um, playing uh, Vincent. Vincent Mancini. Yeah, Vincent Mancini. Um, what do you think of Andy Garcia? The only, I believe, the only performance that was nominated for an Oscar for this film. Yeah, no, it's good. He, he's, he's fine. Playing Michael. He's fine. He is no. I, I think he's. Well, kind no, of, I, I guess he's playing. He's like Sonny. He sort of is like Sonny in the first film. But no, Sonny was a, a bit more direct and more. Bites off a guy's Ooh. ear in the first scene we see him in. Yeah, but like the, the way he acts. I'm not talking about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The actions he takes. Okay. I agree that he's he very acts. good. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about writing good. next. We'll talk about writing next. I think he's very good. I, I, I don't yeah, mind no, that he was good. nominated for an Oscar for this. Just because we'll, we'll, on... talk, we'll talk about what the movie should have been. Well, with him, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to mention? Oh, no, character I'll, writing. We get character writing. Okay. Next most important is probably Diane Keaton, as returning as Kay Adams. She's fine. She's not in it as much as I remembered. I, I remember just pissed off on other writing. Well, yeah, she. Well, yeah. Well, well that makes sense. Okay, fuck it. We know what we're leading to. Obviously, okay, 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 Eli yeah. Wallace, great. Fucking Talia Shire, she's fine. Char- she actually does a good job. The character's written fucking terribly. Um, like every. Yeah, Richard Bright is Alniri, the only character to survive all three films. Good yeah. job, Alniri. Yeah. Um, um, Eli Wallace, fucking the legendary Eli Wallace. Yeah, That's fucking awesome. Holy shit. Isn't it cool to see Eli Wallace mm. in anything? Yes. Um, and that's it, right? And we can get into the writing. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's the only... Those are the characters, the performances we need to talk about. Yeah, They're the most it. remarkable performances from the movie. No other one to mention, right? Right? I'm Have we forgotten anything? <laughs> Have we forgotten any specific, like, actor who maybe just wasn't cast properly for this movie maybe maybe uh, like an actor who could have been easily replaced by another actress who is in this movie who is also really good who like went on to be mm. in many other performances who is literally in the same scenes as her at times okay, who do, do you is have, very dialed in with all of her scenes okay do you have a background who by... looks like the fucking child of diane keaton and al pacino literally talking is about... in the movie we're talking about Sofia Coppola. Oh, she's in this movie. <laughs> yeah, she is. How could movie. I have forgotten? Yeah, I know. So, yeah, Bridget um, Fonda, who is in this movie, Bridget who playing Grace Hamilton, that could have looks yeah, like Diane was, Keaton's yeah. daughter. Like, yeah. looks identical to a young Diane Keaton. Yes. I don't care that she doesn't look particularly Italian. Because Renona Ryder mm. didn't look particularly Italian. Nah. Okay, so do you know the story? No. Renona Ryder is in the film for two weeks. And then basically collapses from exhaustion because she'd come straight off, I think, Edward Scissorhands. And she has to go to hospital. And she literally... It's not particularly clear. Like, the tabloids made a lot of lies that she was pregnant and all this kind of stuff. And that, like, Johnny Depp had knocked her up and all this stuff. And it, it was kind of just a massive media circus. And Winona Ryder didn't deserve that kind of scrutiny and criticism. No. But it seems like Winona Ryder had the first of several uh, mental breakdowns that she's had throughout her career. Like, yeah. she, she suffers, you know, from... I'm not sure what disorder she suffers from and I don't want to mislabel it. But it seems like she had basically a... Um, a just had reached mental exhaustion and could not fulfill her contract after two weeks of shooting after two weeks of shooting um paramount sued her i think it got settled yeah they sued her for breach of contract but coppola basically had one week to find a replacement 
And Sophia was in her final year, I think, of college. She was 19 years old when she did this performance. She, she wasn't older. an actress. She looks older than that, I think. Uh, may, might have been early 20s, but she wasn't an actress. She had no interest in acting at all. Really? Had never wanted to be an actress. She didn't want to be an actress, really? No. No. This and The Phantom Menace are like the two films she's ever been in. She had absolutely no interest in being an actress. Yeah. And then your father, one of the greatest directors who has ever lived, whom obviously you you have grown up around, like you, yeah, you've, you, yeah. you've been on the set of Apocalypse Now, you, you admire this man so much, he is in the worst position he's ever been in his career. Like, if this film fails, he will never work again. And if this film does well, he might have a chance to actually make films he cares about again. Hmm. So what do you do when he asks you, will you play this character? It's tough, no, right? I no. Like, I, I, like <laughs> she's awful, but I feel so fucking sorry for her. I, I, I mean, okay, if I would say yes, one hour uh, after her, his deadline of like one week, because it should have been like just spent a whole week casting, not like actors that are not known or anything mm. like that. See if you can find someone. If you can't find anyone, I'll do it. But Jesus Christ, don't. It's like they hired she is and, and someone that's not an actress to play this part. Well, that, that's exactly what they did. That's what happened. Yeah. So just, just get a fucking. Also, just, just go to any acting school and get that fucking woman that looks like that. They also tried to rewrite the role to fit with the fact that Sophia is much, much too young for the character, but it's still so noticeable that she's meant to be running this foundation and all this, stuff. and she looks like a fucking teenager. Yeah. Like Winona Ryder was in, I think, like her late twenties or maybe thirty. So, Ooh. like, yeah, that that makes way more sense because you look at her brother Anthony later in the film, who we'll talk about with writing, yeah, about how little Anthony's in this film, but literally <laughs> maybe the most important character you could have focused on in a Godfather Part but, Two sequel. That's right, because the scene I'm going to grow up, go, grow up and be yeah, like you. The, the scene that's, it's planted there. It's in the movie. This movie, um, this movie sort of written itself. Yeah, I had to explain to my sister what that means. I said, this, Something can this, write itself. This edits itself because he wants to edit something. Well, yeah, right? so, I so mean, says, oh, what does it mean? And I'm, and I'm like, it's so easy to just. It's easy to understand everything the that essentials up, that you need to do for this. Everything yeah. that is set up in the previous yeah. film, it's so easy to just be like. Doesn't mean you should do this, everything this, that people expect, but you should absolutely like but the think about what things you could. Yeah. Like. They're, they're, like you can't do the, I, I, just because it's on my mind I'm so sorry I always talk about Nolan films but like you can't sh- have the ending of Batman Begins that tease at the ending of Batman Begins and then not have the Joker be the villain for the Dark Knight right? yeah if you did that people would be like fuck you like that'd be yeah that'd be right? weird and, and you can't not have the Joker come back for the Dark Knight Rises that would just be fucking stupid you know, he's just no, so... You, you make that joke. At the ending of the movie, he's like, you and I are destined to do this forever. That's why, you yeah, know, he's you, the main you, you villain you in The Dark Knight Rises. Joke. You don't make that joke. That's, that's Big John. Some stuff. Such a haunting line. Yeah. You and I are destined to do this forever. Heath Ledger found dead. H28. Fuck Christ. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, Sophia is way too young for the character. Don't you agree? If she was just 10 years older, it would make such a difference to the fucking kissing scenes, to the fucking scenes with her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, this kiss with her and Andy Garcia is so fucking it's, awkward. It's your cousin. Jesus Christ. She's really young. It feels like you're taking... Yeah, it's not... It feels like It's not romantic her. at all. Yeah, no. And the whole drama of the final bit is meant to be that, like, 
this this love, this impossible love, has been shattered by a bullet. Like, and you don't feel that way. You just feel like the worst well, actress in the film. Like, actually in love? What the fuck? Yeah, because at the end, like, they're, no. they're like, we still want to love each other, and like, they're you know, Gussie is saying that he doesn't want to, and she's like, yes, you do, and like, it's so right. Yeah, it's it's not no. a oh man. Why is this the plot? Exactly. So let's go into the writing of the characters. Michael, we sort of okay, said okay. enough. We've How said enough the in film yeah. should have started. Yeah. The first half an hour, or even the first hour, because this is a, th- this is a three Ray hour long Vincent film. Vincent to Van Gogh, this fucking guy. Yeah, like the, the, the this film should about should have been about Vincent coming into the family, like this. Yes, like, I, I saw that. Like the beginning, it should have been only the Vincent scenes. Oh, you are so right about this. That's I what, thought about this too. Yeah. Yeah, it should have just been the Vincent scenes. You don't see Michael until like 20 minutes in. Yeah. And he's treated like Vito in the first one, where yes. you go into his office, you sit with him, and this guy is the most feared person on fucking earth. This guy genuinely has had senators blackmailed, has had like fucking incredibly influential and now he's con- is killed and now he's in control of the Vatican or like he's, he's, yeah, he's in control, control of the Vatican so even religion Michael should be the villain in a yeah. way of this story yeah making him the protagonist makes no sense yeah for telling this story no. well no at all so yeah I think it should have started with uh yeah what's his name Vincent 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 it should have started with Vincent Vincent and befriending been- Anthony would be an interesting thing to see yeah mm. And, and that should have been the, the story. It should have been about Vincent. You can have the story... I mean, if you start it that way, you can obviously have the story with, uh, you know, Sofia Coppola and like, yes. them getting together. Yes. And it could have been about that. And that then, could have been and how then it Michael started. Finds and then you realise, oh, fuck, this is the daughter of Michael Corleone. Yeah, and like... Like, she probably isn't using his name. This guy was a fucking monstrous abuser of her mother. Like... It, it's very odd that, like, in the movie, that could have been Michael, scene, yeah. Michael is so separate from Anthony, but he's always with... Um, I actually forget her character's name. Um, Sophia's? Yeah, Sophia's character's name um, is... Because she's not... I don't think she's named in Godfather 1 or 2. Mary, Mary. Um, it's very weird that Anthony has maybe three scenes in the film. The opera, this scene, one scene in Italy. Anthony basically is completely absent. And Anthony... As we said in Godfather Part 2, he is Michael's firstborn son. But Sonny was Vito's firstborn son. Do you yeah. remember that bond between Sonny and Vito? And like how, you know, when Sonny did something out of line, Vito would say, Don't ever talk out of this tournament of the family again. Like he's mentoring him. He's like, You need to know this shit because you are going to have to go through this. It's, it's, it's he literally says in that scene with Michael in Godfather 1, Oh, Santino was always going to have to go through this, but. I never wanted this. Like, the firstborn is, like, the guy who is going to take over. Like, Fredo makes a big deal of that. I'm your older brother, Mike. I was stepped over. Anthony should be fucking Michael's pride and joy who he is trying to make into the family. it it feels like... And not dealing with that drama at all is almost worse than not having Robert Duvall in the movie. It kind of feels like this is a separate film. From the other two? Yeah, it feels like it's... Yeah, even... it feels like a retro movie of the first two Godfathers without recognising that the first two Godfathers aren't really nostalgic for the Mafia. They're both about, this fucking world is awful. Like, yeah. this world would fuck your family and make you miserable. The, the, the reason the movie starts in a party like this... Yeah, is to show how awful the rest of it is. No, no, this film Oh, this starts film. in a party. Because of Godfather 1 and 2 did yeah. it. Yeah. That's the reason there's an assassination scene at the end, because Godfather 1 and 2 did it. 
that's the reason that yeah. there's like a um a, a, a um public execution scene. They because go to Godfather Italy. one two. That's the reason they go to Italy. It's yeah. it's literally just a retro repeat of the same beats. It's very Rise of Skywalker in a way. It really yeah. is kind of the Rise of Skywalker of the Godfather movies. Yeah, Except just... this is more insulting. No. Well, Rise of Skywalker had a bunch of bad films. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, sorry. This is two great masterpieces of <laughs> it's cinema. It's much easier to separate Rise of Skywalker with the other films from the original trilogy. Whereas this... Well, you just watch the... the every, but, but you Becky just was watch like, the last year and you're like, what the fuck are they going to do? Yeah. Oh, they do. Oh, they did what... They, they, we thought they did. They, they made they up fucking... something completely new that has nothing to do with the rest <laughs> yeah. of the films. Um, well, this is like, you have so many great setups. It's like, yep. Yeah. Oh. The one scene I really like in the film is this scene where um, Vincent and... Uh, I think her name's Grace Hamilton get broken into by the two guys and one of them's holding her as a human shield and Vincent just kills him. Yeah. It's the one scene where, like, I think Vincent's on point. I think Grace Hamilton's great. I think the two guys are good. It's the one scene that kind of feels like a new, interesting Godfather Once scene. Again, if you if you stayed, on you start Vincent, with this, Vincent. You stay on Vincent. You've seen Once Upon a Time in America, yeah? Sergio Leone's masterpiece. No, four hour long crime movie, arguably the last great mafia film. But it's it's it goes even further than The Godfather and like shows just how fucked up these people are and how awful this world is. It's a beautiful movie. Like, it's a beautiful Ennio Morricone mm. score and it's, it's Sergio Leone, so it's, like, one of the best-looking films ever. Yeah. But De Niro's character and James Woods' characters are, like, evil motherfuckers. They're, and James Woods might be the most evil gangster in cinema in that film. He's incredible. Um, but it's... that The entire perspective of the first, like, 30 minutes of that film is just them doing the crimes. You don't have any sense of the power and the people above them until you kind of get to know them later in the film mm. as they rise up. And and the idea of doing something similar is so strong for yeah. this. Yeah. It's... I mean, something that just blows my mind in terms of the context of this movie that I don't know if you even realise, this movie and Goodfellas come out the same year. What? And they both compete for Best Picture. What? And I have a theory. But because, this was nominated for Best Picture? Yeah. What the yeah. Fuck? Okay, oh, we'll get to the Oscars. Um, I have a theory that this film cost Goodfellas Best Picture to Dances with Wolves. Wait, Dances with Wolves won instead of... Yes! Which is still, I think, one of the biggest snubs in Oscar history. Because Dances with Wolves, of course, seemed like an important movie at the time. It has not fucking aged well. It's not an amazing movie. Well, that's the Oscars. It's the Oscars. But, like, Goodfellas, objectively, when you compare those two films, it's like, how the fuck did Dances with Wolves win? But then you think about voters also seeing The Godfather 3 the same year, and they're like, we're fucking sick of gangster movies. They're all the same, right? They're all the same. I actually think that there's a very genuine theory that they looked at the nominees and were like, two gangster movies, and then there was like two other movies, I can't even remember. And then um, fucking Dancing with Wolves. And they're like, that's the most distinctive, unique, big three-hour, like, impressive movie that's not Goodfellas. So we'll vote for that. And I genuinely think that's, that might be what happened. That's really stupid. Isn't that fucking crazy? The other thing that's insane about the Oscars that infuriates me so much. So what were my two biggest complaints about the Oscars for one and two? It's very obvious. The most oh, obvious thing that you should nominate The Godfather one and two for. Uh, other than acting. The most obvious. That's cinematography. Yes. Yeah. Not nominated. This film nominated for best cinematography. Doesn't win, but it's nominated. This film does well, that, not look like... anywhere near as good as the other two. This feels like a case Holy of shit. like uh, the Oscars... Uh, Retroactively giving Gordon Willis the nomination for the other two. Yeah. Yeah, completely. When even like even though it's the worst one, they're like, oh, we didn't nominate the other ones. 
that would be it's it. crazy like I actually just just happened talk- a couple of times in, in Oscar history yeah yeah definitely which is a shame because really um, I think Christopher Nolan is going to win best director for his worst film which Christopher Nolan is going to make a film one day it's not going to be very good but it's going to win best director yeah, because he hasn't you're won. saying that a director who has only made one that I don't even think is that bad film yeah, no, no, no. When he's 70, he'll make <laughs> one film that is a, just a small Maybe he'll be like Hitchcock and he'll that, never win. He'll just get an honorary one. Or, or even that. It's going to be... Ex- I think he might be nominated. The, you realise that they're going to give him the Oscar for saving the movie industry for Tenet. Wait, wait a second. Are they going to have Oscars this year? No. How are they going to do... No, no May. No, no, absolutely not. No, no they're, they're delaying them. I'm pretty certain they're delaying them. They're probably going to do 2020-2021 Oscars. They've talked about that, but that's... Yeah, it's 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 a hard one. It's a hard one. I mean, there isn't that many films that came out this year. Sonic the Hedgehog has about as good a shot as any film. <laughs> Just imagine the Oscars, Tenant, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, and the, and, the what, rem- and like the re-edit of the Justice League. Yeah, <laughs> the, five hour, the five hour long re-edit of um, Justice League. You know what though? What? Uncut Gems. They might just be like, we missed oh, last year. Fuck. Sort of one. Imagine if that actually makes it and gets gets nominated for everything. Imagine if Sandman does end up winning. That'd be fucking great. That would be fucking great. Um, the, by Shaft, the way, the brothers should be making so more films. This film was nominated for um for seven Academy Awards. I'm just trying to find Big out. Oof. Oof. Ah, it doesn't matter. Um, in terms of the writing, okay, the the character that I have almost as much of a problem with, other than Michael, with the way they're rewritten, is obviously um Connie. Michael's sister, who in the first two films is fucking useless. Well, it's she has big change from the first film to the, to the second film. No, no, she's useless and demure in the first film, and she's useless and demure in the second film. Like her power over Michael is to like come in and cry and yell at him, and in this film she yeah, is no, Lady like, Macbeth. Not, not... She is totally different. But she's not meant to be that important to the plot. I agree. In and in this film, so it's when like she when, is his consulary. Yeah, when you say she's useless, yeah. in the other two films, it's like... Well, oh, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, not, I mean her... her, her, her at, that's just an attribute of her character. Like, she's... Yeah, okay. Sure. And in this film... <laughs> in this film, she is his second in command. I didn't know it was her. She is ordering I, people around while he's in I, his... Um, in hospital. I did not know it was her. Talia Shire. Yeah, until like halfway through, and I'm like, wait a second, that's meant to be the sister. Why is she like... Why is she like that? Why is she like? Why is she ordering people to kill people? Why does she look like what she Michael should have been? She Why orders is Vincent to kill Joey Zaza despite yeah, Michael that's telling what Michael her not been. to. That's what Michael should have yeah, been. Yeah, literally, she is more powerful than Michael in this film. She fucking murders like somebody. Our, she murders Eli Wallace in the end of the film. She gives him the fucking cannoli. Again, the only reason cannoli are in the film because of Godfather One. Um, the bloody Vatican shit is just. This movie is really boring. This is the <laughs> fucking boring. thing I really wanted to... Like, I really boring didn't want to be unfair to this movie. I really want to try and give it a fair assessment because, you know, I've seen it maybe two other times other than this when I've watched, you know, the whole trilogy. Yeah, I think I've seen it, like, probably two times when I watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the one I remember the list because it's like, oh, no shit. It's literally, up until the opera scene, there is nothing in this movie I really remember. I, I remember... Like, right. I remember the assassin. I remember, like, the, the fucking idea of him, but he... There are so many things in this movie that are just done badly. 
Like even with the assassin. Well, I remember, yeah, the, the, the <laughs> helicopter scene. Oh, the helicopter scene! <laughs> and the scene after that, which is also terrible. I remember when Vincent shoots Joey Zaza, he's like, Zaza! And he's just on Zaza. a horseback, and it's like the most fucking amateur assassination. <laughs> yeah, why does it say Zaza? Because it sounds cool. Yeah, it's for the camera, it's for the audience. <laughs> I, if, if I ever killed someone, I'd probably say that. I'd just be like, <laughs> Black man! <laughs> Gabriel! Black man, he's run away. But um, probably shouldn't say I shot a black man too loud. On my <laughs> oh my god, Jesus Christ! I was thinking we should do Malcolm X as a recommendation one of these weeks. Mm, yeah, because I really want to show it to I, Becky. And um, have I, you seen it? No, I just watched Defy Blood, Spike Lee's new film. Mm. It's really bad. He really does that. He really will make a great film. Like Black Klansman is one of his better films he's ever made. And then he'll make, you know, fucking, um, he'll make fucking, uh, She Hate Me. Oh or boy. like, um, oh, oh boy, yeah, oh boy. Spike oh, Lee's weird. He's very weird. Because I, 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 I respect him so much. He's such an amazing filmmaker. But I, then he makes really bad films. I don't remember the reception for, in our class, uh, when we were Black Linesman. No, no, in our class. Oh, Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing. I really liked Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing is incredible. Like, Malcolm X, I think, is his best film, and it's right after Do the Right Thing. Mm. It's like, it's it's like three hours long. It's one of the most epic American films ever made. It's it's maybe my favourite biopic ever made. It's quite possible, just because I, I, you know, I, I love Malcolm X and his legacy, and I'm really fascinated by him as a person. I was actually reading this morning. I was watching um, uh, "I'm Not Your Negro," the James Baldwin movie. After Nathan rewatched it, and he told me how good it was, and I was like, I recommended it to him, but I was like, "Fuck, I should rewatch that." I was just watching it, you know, in the wake of all the George Floyd shit going on, and yeah, um, I was literally just, uh, you know. The thing that's crazy about the James Baldwin film is that every five minutes he's like, oh yeah, there was this amazing black person who like was a leader in our movement and then they got assassinated. And like, it's like every five minutes it's like this person got killed and this person got killed and this person got mm. killed. And I was just reading this morning about Fred Hampton who was like a member of the Black Panthers in um, in Illinois. And this guy was literally assassinated by the police. Like li- like in his bed, they, they had an FBI um, agent go undercover and infiltrate the Panthers drug him to put him into his sleep and then the police raided his house and while he was laying in his bed asleep because they drugged him they shot him in the head in front of his nine month pregnant wife like shot him point blank in his bed while he slept didn't do anything wrong except be part of the Black Panther movement like it's fucking insane like holy shit this fucking oh America and Australia like we we, we have all these stories that we don't know about in our country that we, we aren't addressing and I mean things need to fucking change so yeah we should do Malcolm X at but some point Australia is not as recent what I do you mean I think like the problem with America is that shit like that is still going constantly there's shit going on here. yeah well I mean there was but that not, kid not, in Surrey Hills no, that got like bad. abused by the police there, there is a lot going like deaths in police but like, custody but like abused by the police happens everywhere kind of yeah but it shouldn't that's what the movement's yeah, about but that's, that's the problem with the police itself yeah the like, problem with the police in Spain well, the problem with the police is that the police used to just be like people that were hired by you know um, rich rich businessmen to like protect them like that goes back to you know Greece the police the job of the police was like you know, we, we pay you to protect us. And that's sort of what they were for, you know, slaveholders and all these people was they were like your own private military force and they became governed by like state bodies. But the whole philosophy of the police in America now is like they are there to protect public property from people. 
not they're there to protect people from other dangerous people. Yeah. I know that that's what police in essence do now, but like there is always this idea that it's the state acting against their own population and there is so much reformation that could happen there that would be more effective, mm. like with, with de-escalating crime. But the problem with that, in, you can do that in Australia because we don't have guns, but in America, there's always that thing of like, if you demilitarize the police, the next fucking mass shooter, like what are you going to do? Like in LA in the 90s, I don't know if you know this, but pretty much right after Heat came out, these fucking oh, guys yeah. rocked up. With, you've seen this 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 bank robbery, right? Yeah. Yeah, these I've fucking guys went up like yeah. um, the middle of LA with machine guns, did this armored truck robbery, and they fucking opened fire with automatic machine guns against the police, and the police just had fucking Berettas, and they couldn't respond. They were like, we couldn't do shit. Their fucking bullets were going through our cars, and we couldn't respond. Yeah. And that's when the police started getting, you know, leftover ordnance from the military and all this stuff. Mm. Um, Godfather 3. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stopped in I, I stopped the film in one scene that Mary and it's, Michael it's, it's when I realised that the performance is really bad this is fucking horrendous <laughs> oh, man like I was like I think this is when I wanted to message you I was watching the film and I was like what the fuck yeah I was, I was about oh my god we forgot my my, my, my the scene I wanted to talk about not the Helicopter. actual scene I actually want sent, yeah. I talked to you when I saw it yeah was when uh, Michael and uh, what's the wife's name Kay 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 meet for the first time yes and this is when I realised the movie should have been about Vincent the start should have been just Vincent because yeah. that scene is like <laughs> that should be a very dramatic moment but no no it's like uh, that's not the problem itself like the problem mm. is that it's that scene is the kind of thing you should never do on a sequel. Yeah. Especially in a sequel for a ten, like a movie that came out 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, say it. They, can, uh, they, they start she- talking and they start saying exactly what the last film was about. Not even the plot, but like what... Recapping it. What the, yeah. what the, no, no, what the themes oh. were like, were about. And like Kate, uh, like Michael says, I was trying to p- protect you. Mm. And then Kate says... Yeah, and then you became uh, a monster. You became a monster, and we and we had to run away from you. And it's like, yeah, why are you saying what? Why are you saying what the themes were about the film? Like, no, about, Gabe, Gabe, you've forgotten the rule of screenwriting: tell, don't show. Yeah, like it, that's the problem. Is that it tells? I didn't so like in the last film. It's so perfectly what happened. Michael became overprotective. But Gabe, the audience is dumb. The, you need to tell them exactly. Michael what the put them in a house that it was pretty much a prison. Uh, and he was, and he's actually the most dangerous man in, the, in in America. Yeah, Michael is. So they run away. from Michael him. is fully aware of why you don't I, like him. That's the ha- yeah. that's, that was the point of the last film. We all saw it because we it's all saw it. Simple. It was in this film. They tell a you a pretty big film when it came out. Yeah, they tell you what happens. It's like, yeah, you put us in a prison. I'm pretty sure by the time you're making Godfather Part it's Three, like, you can assume the audience knows a little bit about. Don't don't. Just don't, don't write a film like that. Don't fucking fuck it. What the fuck? Oh, Coppola. Six weeks. It's so fucking... Six, six weeks makes so much sense that when was, you're watching this film. There was the film that, that... There was the scene I was like... What? No. When people ask, like, what... You know, why you don't rush into a film with an unfinished script, this is why. Yeah. This is literally why. Um, I mean, the film... I'm gonna say this. The film could have been much worse. But it's pretty bad. But I mean, but that type of scene is like I can't That's see. Very I can't see anything. That's more so amateur. Yeah, because the thing is, in Godfather One, 
the party scene is happening and it's con don't forget Godfather 1 technically begins with the party scene but it actually begins with um, Bonacera asking Vito to avenge you his know, daughter's rape you don't know that a story is, you don't know that a party is going on you don't know that a wedding is literally happening yeah, you downstairs you don't know that a wedding is going yeah. on Godfather 2 technically begins well it begins with Vito on Ellis Island but the um the scene at the Lake Tahoe residence is Michael meeting with the guy from Nevada and like literally a senator and they're in a fucking war like it's Michael against the US government in the first film he's against the other mobsters but in this film he's literally against the country that he's in yeah it's like the the tension I, that's created by having that contrast is huge I, I of watched... having a wedding against a fucking ordering you know revenge and yeah, death no, and, and then in Godfather 2 it's like all this niceties and all this like they're part of society and they're senators and there's all these guys but he's also like trying to fucking blackmail people and you know he's fighting with his sister and he's fighting with Fredo and, and the contrast and the tension that you have there is massive but in the party scene here there's nothing going on except the yeah. Vincent Mancini uh, the Vincent's there that's the only tension but it's not even presented well um why didn't any of these movies take place in the house from two you mean from two and one? Or the Lake Tahoe house? Lake Tahoe house. It's in the very beginning. Yes. Uh, it's it's, it's, like it's, it's it, right? reused footage from Godfather 2. I'm pretty certain. You see, there should have been a scene where they, they burn it or blows up or, or I don't know, something like that. Kind of like, I don't know, you can find some kind yeah, of... Maybe it, maybe it didn't exist there. anymore or something. I don't know. Yeah, That's probably. a good question. But like, that, that, that's such a key location in part two that, and it's missing in this. All right, we need to actually talk about the big uh, elephant in the room, which is... Another one? Well, no. You realise that the, the plot of this movie is almost exclusive about Michael trying to acquire a pharmaceutical company? That somehow the Vatican is involved? I, I actually don't remember how this plot factors in. But Michael puts up like $600 million to the Vatican to get this company, to get controlling interest in this company so that he can basically like own a huge amount of Europe, it seems. Because yeah. the company has like land rights in Europe for a huge amount of Italy or something. And then if he buys the company, he'll own that land and he can develop that land. That's what he wants to do. He wants to like develop that land. He wants to make his fucking family like billionaires. He wants to take his fucking empire overseas and make it international, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I remember. And then the Vatican fuck him and he doesn't get the money back. But it never really comes up. Because the movie's not about that. The movie at the end of the day is about his fucking daughter getting assassinated. That's what it's about. So like, what the fuck? What do you think about the Immobiliari plot? Um, I forgot about it. Here's the thing, is that... Um... <coughs> I thought he was trying to make it le legitimate. Yeah, yeah, he was going to move all of the company's money, all of the Corleone organization's money into Immobiliari, so that then he can... Yeah, he's going to develop it, but it's going to be legitimate. That's right, that's right. So he's that's, trying, that's, that's he's trying to fulfill the promise of Godfather 1. That's, that's, that's another... That's an nation of the character, then. I feel like. Because you feel like he was always lying that he actually wanted to make it legitimate. Yeah. That's well, no, no, a no, very, no, it's, it's, very, it's, very good assessment. It's not even that he yeah. was lying. It's that by the time she comes up, it's that he's too he's far too gone. He's too far in. He's yeah. too far gone. As, as he says in this movie, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Isn't it amazing that that's the one thing from this movie that's sort of... Because it's a good line. I, I feel, I feel but like... But he's that. also not out, you know, when he says it? Like, he's still, he's still very much involved in organised crime. 
Yeah. Like, very clearly, from the beginning of the film... Like, yep. his fucking bodyguard is a guy who he has ordered to kill people still. Like, if you really want to be out, you probably wouldn't have that guy around you. <laughs> like, that's the guy who fucking killed, um... Fucking Al Neri, that, that guy. He's the fucking OG. He's the guy who kills the main boss in Godfather 1 as the cop. It's that mm. same guy. Yeah. He's hung around all these years. And he gets away at the end. He's on the fucking train and he kills the guy in the Vatican. And you never see him for the rest of the movie. So he lived a very happy <laughs> life. Because, you know, Michael's, like, fucking grief-struck, and so he's probably like, oh, we'll take extended holiday. Oh. And was then Al is just, like, fucking sipping cocktails. And Was this a first draft, you think? No, I think it was an Attack of the Clones fourth draft. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I wonder if George Lucas did script edits on this. <laughs> um, probably did. Yeah. Honestly, probably George Lucas oh probably God. helped him on this. In some don't, way. Don't you, don't you love when people say, oh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in my third draft? Like no, they just changed some stuff. Well, you called me out on that a long time ago, and I really like, appreciate that because I said you, not... I showed you, a, I showed you a script, and you and I had like draft eight on it. And you're like, wait a second, this is very identical to draft two, and I was like, yeah. And you're like, doing a touch up isn't a new draft. No, that's a touch up. Yeah, that's revisions. Like that's what revisions that's revision, are. Yeah, yeah. A draft is literally a ground up rebuild. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very true. I don't think he had time. I literally don't no. think he probably had time to get to draft three or four. No. It's it's pretty crazy. It's but like, very but like, crazy. When, when you have characters suddenly disappear like that, that's when when that, that's when you know that it's oh, but that no no, that, I don't mind that. Like, it's not a plot hole or anything. But um, but like, but like when no things, one actually gives a shit what happened down near at the end of this movie. When plot lines stop, characters disappear, stuff like that. Well, it happens like, in Godfather Two with Tom Hagen. Tom Hagen just completely disappears from the finale. Don't forget. I mean, he orders he, he he convinces the guy to kill himself, and then you never see him see him again. There's a lot of unresolved shit in Godfather 2, okay. which is why this movie is so frustrating. Mm. Okay. Um, what are, should we talk about the helicopter scene? Yes, please. Just because it's the one thing in this movie that we actually kind of love. Oh, it's, it's the greatest! Great. It's My favourite bit is the guy with the coat. Do you remember this? Yes. My lucky oh, coat! Shit. I gotta get my lucky, lucky coat! coat. <laughs> this is literally... Okay, this... You know how Godfather 1 is like... You've seen mafia movies in the 40s, the 50s. You think you know what the mafia is like. But yeah. I am here to make a mafia movie that is written by a guy who knows people from the mafia, that is starring actual Italians, except for Marlon Brando and, and James Kahn. Um, I am making an authentic, for the 70s, I am making an authentic mafia movie that shows how fucking scary these guys are. Yeah. How they will come into your fucking home... And leave a fucking prized horse head in your bed, and they won't kill you, but they will tell you that they will fucking kill you if you cross them. Yeah. These guys are fucking scary, right? Do you know? Of course. Um, right, yeah. But this film, this scene, embodies so much of what's wrong with this film, which is this feels like a fucking parody. Oh, this, this, is a this feels film. like Austin Powers' this, mafia scene. But like, it's this is just like the, the one scene in The Simpsons where they parody it. <laughs> where the guy says, where the kid, the, like the son of the yes. mafioso in The Simpsons says, I want to be a chef for life. And then the other mafioso is like, is, he's like, yeah, what, what is that? Oh, you'll see. You'll see. Keep saying it. Yeah, yeah. And then the other mafioso is like, oh, really? And they're like, okay, excuse us a second. Yeah, I know. Excuse us a second. He runs away. And then instantly a helicopter shows up and yeah, yeah. kills them. So yeah, the table starts shaking and the oranges oh, fall down. God, There's a close-up on an orange. There's fucking... Oranges. I, I was looking for oranges. the oranges. oranges. I was looking for the oranges in this scene. Because you, t- you told me 
You told me that there is like a mountain of them. And at first, yeah. at first there wasn't, right? At the start of the scene when they like just having a discussion. Well, you don't see him, yeah. But like, like there. Anyways, yeah, sorry. But look at that. Like there's yeah. a bunch of, there's a yeah. bunch of. Yeah. No, no, um, but they're saving the oranges because they know the audience yeah, is like, going to. Look, look at that. They know like, the, the, they know the audience are going to fucking, as soon as you see them, they're going to be like, oh! But like, like it's, it's trying to be really subtle because yeah, at the start of the so scene, subtle. when they just have another discussion. Can imagine like, there's so much Tavalaris being like, Oh, Francis, the oranges, we're going to... There's really so much uh, fruit around the table. Yeah, yeah. There's a few oranges that they're all hidden. You don't see... And then, <laughs> and then, when they're and about then they to start get, creeping in. And, and then when, when, when then they're when about they to get, get the, shot. The shot before the hell... <laughs> Look at that. This guy, the guy who's going to die. Like the guy who grabs his lucky coat. He's like, we should let our beaks a little. Yeah, mafia. Yeah. And then um, the fucking oranges literally start tumbling down. It's like... <laughs> It's like, for every person who's gonna die, there's an orange on the table. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. Like, th- 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 this scene is genuinely fucking stupid. Look at that, it's just a Like, this is like a scene from Scarface, but in Scarface, you're in an exaggerated, mo- like, fucking yeah. coke-bender mob movie. Like, Scarface is not meant to be subtle. The reason Al Pacino is acting the way he's acting in Scarface is because Scarface is meant to be like that. Also, can we talk about how this is the I'm so worst- excited for the Scarface remake. Have you heard really? about it? Yeah, yeah, you told me. Luca Guadagnino, with a script written by the Coen brothers, potentially starring Oscar Isaac. Yeah, that sounds cool. Holy fucking shit. But like... The That's going to be so good. The point good. of uh, uh, Scarface... You can remake it. You can remake it. Scarface in Japan with the Yakuza would be the coolest fucking movie yeah. ever. Holy shit. Um, isn't this the, the helicopter worst... assassination? Wait, isn't this Fuck. the worst way to do an assassination? Yeah, it's so inefficient. My coat! It's my lucky coat! And then just a stream of bullets goes up his it's back. It's my lucky coat. He's like a fucking child! And then there's another guy who, like, dies with, like, a Talia Shire, Dark Knight Rises fucking, like... Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. It's the... It's, it's like, the, look at that. You just hide behind there. It's so... Lay down on the ground. Fake you dead. I don't know. There's so many ways you can avoid oh, dying. Guy, yeah, it's so much just dumb shit. It's a terrible scene. It's a genuinely really but look, terrible like, scene. Look at how much copper there is in there. What the fuck? It's so fucking stupid. It's so bad. It's it's not a... Zaza, you son of a bitch! <laughs> like... <laughs> it's, it's but like the thing is, Joey Zaza leaves the meeting earlier. Did he just have the helicopter already on route? Like, what have <laughs> the media done well? Is he just going to be waving like... No! The, the, the run there. Is he going to be like Nick Cage at the end of The Rock with flares? Like, tell him, no, stop! <laughs> so fucking good. Holy shit. Um, Nick, you know what would have really helped this movie? What? The Cage. Get the Cage. Because they, they've worked together on Peggy Sue Got Married. I, I, I thought they never worked together except Rumblefish, but I forgot that Nick Cage is in Peggy Sue Got Married. He's the yeah. lead. He's really good in that. It's a really mm. good film. Um... Yeah, well, I said for the film, right? Nick Cage as Anthony. Don't you think? Imagine Andy Garcia and Nick Cage acting together. Yeah. Fucking good. That would be good. That would be good so, shit. Um, are we done with the film? Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the only scene that matters. <laughs> well, Michael has his heart attack, and then uh, his sister orders oh, the Joey's heart. Oh, the. Oh, fucking shit. Oh, cunt. He just. He, he literally. <laughs> as as um, this great YouTube critic said, Michael has a stroke. Stroke of bad acting. <laughs> oh, it's just okay. This is this was insulting. Shameful old fuck. It was what? Insulting. Oh, okay. have you have you witnessed someone having a stroke? No, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm into the story. Fredo, 
Fredo! Yeah, Fredo! No! no. no. I regret no, my choices! Why did I kill my no. brother? Oh, it's almost as if my brother did something that was unforgivable, like so betray so my family. Why are you doing Arnie? Well, he, he kind of is in a weird way. They're very close. Fredo! Why Fredo! Fredo! Fredo. Oh, Fredo! So oh. fucking oh. stupid. So say goodnight to the bad guy. Wait, 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 wait. Let me do my best Pacino. Oh! <laughs> Uh, so fucking stupid, this film. Why don't you stick that gun up your ass? See if Oh, it yeah. Fits. Uh, did, did, did you notice the subtlety that uh, when he has a heart attack, it's kind of like... It's, it's, yeah. It has the same music as when Vito had the heart attack. Oh, no, I didn't notice it's that. It's very, very subtle. Right, okay. It's fucking... This fucking film. There's no music when Vito has a heart attack. No, but like the scenes after. Oh, right. It's, it's like pretty much yeah. the same thing as this film and the other one. Um, Michael confessing his sins. That's the next scene I can remember. Wait, which one? Well, Joey Zaza gets assassinated and there's the kiss, but we've talked about how fucking terrible those are. Michael confesses his sins in the Vatican. Yeah. Um, Michael would never do this. It's actually a very, very bad scene. I think it might be Al Pacino's worst scene in the movie. Because Al Pacino clearly doesn't agree with what the character's doing. He clearly doesn't agree with the way the character's written. He he's clearly... He's like, well, yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, I, God, I killed my, my brother. It literally reminded me of that scene in Tropic Thunder when, at the beginning, <laughs> Ben Stiller can't cry. And he's like, you're my brother. You're my brother. <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but it's really bad. Yeah. I'm just... I, I don't know if it's just me and I'm just switched on to this stuff and like, or, or I'm full of shit and somebody else finds this performance like a great... Screen performance. I think he's. He was re- hungry, he I think he's it. really bad in this scene. Do you fucking disagree? Like, I just the, the, the writing itself just pisses me off too much. But like. I think Pacino's decisions are also not very good. I think there's a way to make this dialogue better, and I don't think he's really trying. Nah, nah, he's not trying. I think he's really trying when Mary dies. I think it's the one I scene. Think you're right. I think he's trying too hard. If no, I, I think you're right. He yeah. he's trying on. Jack and Jill, but well, I think he, he genuinely probably enjoys working with Adam Sandler. He, he probably everybody find it hilarious. He'd everybody probably find who, it hilarious. Oh, I'd love to hang out with Adam Sandler. Are you kidding? Yeah, I'd do a fucking Grown Ups three cameo just to fucking hang out with those guys. Hell yeah! <laughs> not not Schneider. Oh no, apparently Schneider's okay. He's very right wing, but whatever. Um, um, I was gonna say Uncut Gems too, but he's probably not gonna be in the sequel. <laughs> it's a prequel. Godfather, Godfather 2 style where it's about Julia <laughs> taking over the business <laughs> and like his son like getting involved and then it's about oh, how, to, he, to how he getting the shop and meeting fucking uh, meeting yeah. Yusuf we need to make meet, meeting uh, Ken meeting Michael Kenneth Williams no, 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 taking no. the money from Arno to, to buy the gem it ends with him getting the money from Arno to buy the gem no we have to be really subtle it's about him getting addicted to gambling yeah who plays young Adam Sandler if Adam Sandler can't do it hmm Ooh. Um, he's getting grown up to you. No, um, Andy Samberg. Come on, not a bad choice. I know that, that that's my boy, but like, oh my god, have you seen the trailer for uh, um, An American Pickle, the new Seth Rogen film? No. It looks so fucking good. I actually really want to show you this trailer now. Fuck. Mm. Um, yeah, th- this... Uh... So, okay, there's two popes who die in this movie. Is that what? Yeah, the <laughs> what? it's a pretty big deal in the 
it's not presented like a big deal to the audience. So the one pope dies, who was the oh, pope mate. who was opposed to Michael, right? Yeah. And then a new pope comes in, who's this guy, who it seems like he's going to let Michael's deal happen, and then the Vatican has him killed. Remember? Why does the Vatican kill fucking pope? kill the pope? What the fuck. Oh, you know. Why are they making the Vatican like evil? So evil because of the corruption thing. Oh yeah, there's the assassin. This fucking assassin who is maybe the worst oh. assassin in movie history. Yeah. I, I, Played by the legendary Mario Don- Donatone. Let's but, talk about uh, how... Who is like, literally, well, Michael Caine, but Italian. Do, do you, you want to finish your thought about... The confession? The Pope dying? The Pope dying? No? No. Okay, like, so, can we talk about it's how... It's weird the two Popes die within, like, a week of each other, and it seems like that would be a very, very, very suspicious deal. Can we talk about how dumb it is that Michael and Kate are, like, Hanging out together? Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid. When this scene where she gets in the car and he pulls up the hazel, Bonjour, Senora. And it's like, <laughs> that's not fucking Michael. <laughs> yeah. Michael is not that guy. <laughs> like, I, 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 if, you're make, fuck? if you're gonna make him older I and. I get so if, you, if you're gonna make him older and softer, I get it. But Kay should not fucking forget him. He's, he's, he should be subtle. He should be like, like he should trying, be trying. Trying yeah. and failing, right? He beat the shit out of her when he found out that she had an abortion. This guy is a fucking monster. This guy's fucking awful. This guy's not a good guy. And I and also, do you love the subtle foreshadowing when they look at the puppet theater and you see the girl get stabbed and it's clearly foreshadowing the death of Mary at the end of the film? She doesn't get stabbed in the film, though. I know, but like obviously they don't have guns in whatever this puppet and, and no, no one, But there's no more people in it. There's no subversion. It's not like someone else was meant to die and then she dies. Isn't that what meant to be happening? Well, Michael, they're trying to shot through Michael. They're trying to kill Michael. Yeah, they fail and kill Sophia. There, there, there is such an easy way to rewrite that scene, which is that um, Sophia tries to save him. No, fuck no, (laughs) no. The easiest way to rewrite the scene is that like Vincent, when shooting the assassin, is like using excessive bullets or whatever, and accidentally shoots Hmm. Mary. Yeah. Like the idea that the bullet goes through Michael doesn't like implicate any. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't add anything dramatically to the fucking tragedy of it because it's not like someone was trying to kill Mary, and it's not like it's Michael's fault. But if Vincent does it, but no, you don't get it. It's, it's collateral damage. Point. Yeah, but it's like oh, but it's not. You're part of the family. You you die anyways. I do like that fake out a little bit. Where but it's so like stupid. It's like it's comedy dumb. bits, very dumb. It's it's a comedy scene. Why is there a comedy scene? Oh yeah, this the there's the assassination where they kill the fucking guy in the car and. No, whatever. Yeah, whatever. All right, then we get the opera scene, which is the you know, the, the penalty scene? scene. The only the only scene that feels like it's really trying. Yeah. And I mean, it's it, 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 the fucking disappointment I get when you know they're saying. Anthony Colone, Colone, famous opera star. And it's like, don't they at the beginning of the movie say that he's like trying, he's leaving, he's leaving to become like an opera star, and then because of his family's money, he gets the lead role or something. Like, I, I don't remember. I really don't remember. It's 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 a weird film. I feel like Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, uh, not Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, sort of ripped off this scene a little bit with the opera setting it's possible I mean just because there's also a sniper bit in that yeah it's possible yeah. it's much, much better than this obviously 
It's a very good scene, that scene. That action scene. I'd like to Rock, I'd like to Rock do Mission Nation. Impossible soon. Frog Nation might be the weakest. Seven. My opinion. No, 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 no. Which one is the weakest? Three. Oh, two. Well, I haven't two, seen... Two is I haven't probably, seen... Well, I, I love two, two just three. because it's Australia and John Woo. That's I, I, the only reason I love two. I haven't seen two. Two is on, not a good film. I haven't seen two on three in a long time. I saw one I in an episode. three is the, the most boring except for Hoffman. Like, every scene with Hoffman yeah. is so... And it was, it was a weird mystery. The, the, the rabbit... You're absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's literally Robert the mystery Lair. box. Yeah, yeah mystery, of course. It's JJ. And it's like... Yeah. It was a weird mystery, but I like her, his death. Hoffman's? Yeah. Oh, it's so so awesome. Yeah, it's great. But, um... um I think I think 2 and 3 like, are weaker than like the from, rest of them. From 4 onwards, they like, did solid films. Rock Nation... But they feel the very weak. similar. That's my big criticism. Is that but Rock 1 Nation through is the 4, weakest one of four. every single one of them feels like a unique director putting their unique Mission Impossible spin-off. And the thing I would have loved more than anything after 4 like is that, like, you get fucking, um... I don't know, you get fucking Danny Boyle. Oh, no, not Danny Boyle, but, like, you get a director who is so distinctive and unique. Okay, fuck it. Gaspar Noé's Mission Impossible 5. I want to see it. Where Ethan Hunt, like, fucks his sister. I want to see it. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> fuck it. Seriously, fuck it. Mission Impossible 1 to Mission Impossible 2 is such a shift from, like, Brian De Palma to John Woo. Just keep going. But Just no, like, keep doing I, I, it. I do feel like they should have been getting like different directors. For every single one. Yeah. It was such a good formula. Like, yeah. I love Chris McQuarrie. I think he's a very, very competent director. Um, and really good writer. But... It's just sad that you know Fallout feels the same as Rogue Nation, and it will feel the same as the next one. That, that's the reason I don't. But that's I Tom like Cruise Fallout now. That Tom, much. All Tom Cruise movies now feel exactly the same. The problem, the problem with Fallout, the one I, the reason I didn't like it that much because yeah, it felt like Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation because it is a, bit. a sequel. It, was, it didn't feel yeah. that special. Well, something like, and Rogue Nation didn't feel like that special. Well, that's either. my problem with the John Wick movies too. That, that's that they why all feel the Ghost Protocol yeah. was so fucking. Right. Isn't it's it like weird so that different. the sequels we love are the same but different? Is it's such a fucking it's why this podcast is interesting because like obviously you've got a Godfather one and Godfather two where they're basically the same film. There's like a, a flip with the fact it's sort of the two... same time, right? <laughs> feels like they sort of the same kinda, time. Um, yeah, it feels like they're exactly the same film in many ways. But then you get things like Alien and Aliens, which are mm. two different directors, and. Ostensibly, they use the same script. Uh, you've <laughs> argued they're the same structure, and I kind of disagree with you. It's very similar they're, structure. Very similar structure. They're very different movies, though. Very different. Yes. No, I'm not... Very fucking that. different stories, very different movies. But it, it, a sequel is whatever it needs to be. Like, you get a sequel like The Dark Knight, which is obviously very similar to Batman Begins, but then you'll get a sequel like fucking... Um, I don't know. You'll get a sequel like... Uh, Jesus. Are you looking for good or bad? Good, like a really different sequel. Oh, a really different sequel. Um, Kick off other three. Um, I don't know what. Maybe I, maybe I should have said you get a really good sequel like Spider Man Two, which is very similar to Spider Man One, and you get a sequel like The Dark Knight, which is very similar to Batman. Yeah, very different to Batman Begins. Just flipping yeah, lights. something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what a good one is? Is fucking Star Wars. Empire is so different oh, to, Empire, to yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, I didn't want to Empire Star Wars. is so different to um, Star Wars. In terms of tone, in terms of cinematography, in terms of like the direction Story. of the actors, in terms yeah. of the characterization, it's so different. Um, you know what? Sofia Coppola's crying scene is not bad. As far as crying on screen goes, she did a decent job. Yeah. I, I, I want to throw her <laughs> anything I can. Bone. The assassination scene is so funny where the guy's up in the 
the third floor and he just has to keep killing guys who come and there's the two like bodyguards who are twins so it's super confusing when he kills one of them <laughs> and then the guy seems like he's still alive and he comes in and he kills the other one that's like and um, then afterwards you find out oh yeah the twins are on and, and they make so three. many complicated deaths as well yeah here it's so fucking stupid they, they try to make so many different deaths right? yeah one guy they're, they're trying to do Godfather 2 uh, Godfather 1 2 well no one is just you know get mauled by guns yes why, why did they like somebody takes guy? his glasses well, why and did they stabs him in the neck Oh yeah, that's weird. Yeah, why you take someone's glasses and like stab that's, them in the that's neck? That's the kind it? of kill you do when the person it's been attacked and he has enough a weapon, right? If you come to attack oh, that'd me, be so sick. you come to attack like, me, like oh shit, I take your glasses and kill you with. That'd it. be a cool way to kill someone actually in like a fight. Like you're in the middle of a fight scene with someone and they've they've got glasses and you're pinning them up by their neck and then like it feels like they're gonna win and then you just like get your you, you, your arms like trapped and then you take their glass. And then you just literally just like take it and just like shab them in the eye with it. Yeah. And like it snaps the glass and the piece just goes in their eye. That'd be, well, that's the reason that's to use to glasses. Like it's the same thing with bottles and in, in bar There's fights. only one reason. There is only one reason bad guys ever wear glasses in movies, and it's so that you could shoot them through the lens. Yeah. It's in fucking Casino Royale, every single one. Um. Oh, dude. Oh, I'm so I was so ready to do Craig Bond, and then mm. fucking COVID hit. Yeah. Still so ready to do that. Those um, films are what fucking well. That's that's one of the weirder ones. Is you go from fucking Quantum of Solace to Skyfall, and they're technically a sequel. You, you have like, <laughs> it's literally great film, shit film, great film, shit film. Yeah, it's, it's so, so fucking weird. Funny. It's so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. Just like Transformers. <laughs> but no, like um, uh, Transformers has one good film, one mediocre film. That's three, and all the other ones are terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Um, I say, I say three, what do you think right. of the opera? I actually don't remember any of this. It's like Romeo. And, I, I I don't remember what the opera is. No, I wasn't like what the story is. I wasn't paying attention. To be fair, that's my experience with opera. Usually, I'm not a fan of opera. I, I I'm a huge I, fan of the music. I'm not a fan of the yeah, but like I'm experience not, of sitting and yeah, watching. No, opera. I prefer going to theater. I love yeah. listening to opera. Like I love listening to um to the vocalists. Yeah, like I listen to Carmen like all the time. It's the fucking music is, but like I, mean, I, I, I don't really get a story from opera. When what, I watch what, opera. Um, what's your opinion on Les Mis? Tom Hooper's Les Mis. Haven't seen. It. You haven't seen it? It's fucking horrendous. That's why I haven't seen it because. But um, oh, you've got to watch it for Russell Crowe. Come on, list. No, just sweets. Yeah, no. And then I love that he removes the uh, the sweets so that we could see the gun for the audience. As if he didn't pack that himself. Wait, 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 wait. In the middle of the show, yeah. He's like, oh, let me just check that my gun is still there. I've got to make sure. And you don't need that. Just like, as he's going up the steps, you just, he drops the lollies. Terminator 2, you fucking, you know. That would be great. You know the gun's in there. You don't fucking need to show us that. Oh, he bites his ear and Zaza's like, and Vincent Manchin's like, oh, I did that. <laughs> Remember earlier in the movie when I did um, that? Uh... We, we're just making this longer than it's made it's too we're, we're just making this longer than yeah there's assassinations people die he, look he could kill Michael right here but he doesn't <laughs> literally he has like a full 10 seconds there if um, he kills him he doesn't and then you have to uh, the murders the everyone dies yeah let's watch let's watch this one this one's okay just cause I like Alniri that fucking actor looks so sick hmm. um, and yeah the guy gets stabbed, stabbed him with the glasses you're about to see it 
It's very important. I must whisper it in your ear so that I can kill you. That's such an obvious implication so of fucking what... Stupid. It's so obvious. This guy, like, is so suspicious all through the film. That's like... I do like the idea that the hitman knows he's going to die, but still will do it. Like, that's kind of a nice way to show Michael's power of his orders. But at the same time, like, it's just dumb. It's a dumb movie. Yep. It's trying so hard to be Godfathers 1 and 2. At the end of the day, you know, I feel bad for Francis because, you know, after this, he, you know, he did The Rainmaker, he did Jack. Um, he didn't well, really... No. Yeah, no. I, I don't think this really got him mu- back much power to do whatever he wanted in the way that he well, hoped it would. How much money did it make? Fuck. Probably a lot. I'm going to say that. I reckon it, yeah, I reckon it definitely did more than 100 million. Let's see. And then, you know, Mary's death. Do you want to say anything about, like, Al Pacino's scream? It made 136 million. Against a budget of 50. So, yeah, it did really well. I think it's the most profitable out of all of them. Mary's death. um, I just, I I thought she said something when she died. Yeah, dad. She says that, right? She falls to her knees and is like, dad. And then, (laughs) no, 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 it's that bad. It's, it's. Yeah, I know. I know it is that bad. I mean, whenever I see stairs like this, I think of um, the Untouchables. You know who would have been awesome in this film? Johnny nice. Depp. Ah, uh, yeah, that's stupid. That's fucking stupid. When, when, when people shit. gave shit to Rose from The Last Jedi, it's like, it's not her fault. Mm. It's not the actor's fault. Yeah, I fucking hated that. That was fucking insane. Like, it's not that... The... Jesus Christ, fucking people are dumb. People are stupid. People are fucking dumb. People are assholes. The fucking internet. Yeah, The Last of Us 2 is alright. I liked it a lot. And I rest one. Isn't Laura Bailey, like, a very renowned voice actress? Like, she's been in heaps of stuff. Mary. Like, yeah, she didn't fucking write it, you assholes. Mary. What? Is she going to say no to playing a role in The Last of Us 2? A fine role? Yeah. A yeah, fine character? A fine character with a fucking honest, like, intention. Yeah, maybe- that maybe they could have shown more of her backstory, but they didn't. Mm. It's not a reason to fucking hate it, but yeah, she whatever. did not write the story. Fuck, hate this stuff. But even Neil Druckmann, why the fuck are you like giving him death threats? Like, but it wasn't that bad. Come on, it's just it's not. I I I, I kind of get why people are upset, but like the thing is, there's a difference between being upset because something like fucked up and being upset because something didn't do what you liked. Yeah, that's the po- problem. And it's not. It's see, not the last like... Jedi. The last Jedi. Didn't do like did stuff that I really liked. It tried to do stuff I really liked, and yeah. it fucked it up. That's the difference. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker did a whole bunch of shit I didn't like, but it did it. And like, there's a difference. There's a very, very obvious difference between like trying something and fucking it up, and yeah. just not trying anything. But like, um, not trying anything is much worse than trying something and fucking it up. I'll always maintain that. Yeah, no, you, you always maintain that. Um, I know you disagree, but like... Kind of disagree. Like, this is a movie that doesn't try anything. The Godfather 3 is a movie that doesn't try to do fucking Yeah, but it also, it also is a bad story and uh, bad acting and bad... Why? Everything. Why? Why? After these three movies, do we end with a fucking emotion of sympathy for, Vita, for Michael Corleone? <laughs> one of the most evil characters in all of cinema. Um, Genuinely, one of the most evil guys who's ever been so, so this on screen. Been, so this has been like part one, but reverse. Yes, 
he starts to evolve and then slowly become, regains his humanity. Oh, no. No, I thought you meant something different. I no. thought you meant part one in reverse where, like, he is the guy who gets assassinated on the steps at the end. Mm. Like in part one. No, he absolutely, absolutely should not be redeemed. Okay. He's killed too many people. He's deliberately, intentionally murdered so many people, including his own family members. He's fucking gone. He's a, he's a villain. Yeah. And I hate that they pull up that scene of him and Apollonia, like... Yeah, no. And then him and Kay, like, man, as if this was a guy who was full of love and joy. I, like, I, and I'm pissed off that they saw him die. Did they show him die? Yeah. I hate the way they show him die. Like, but like, if, if if you're trying to make the point of like, you know, he died old old age and yeah, <sighs> it's stupid. That's is there is there life. an orange next to him when he dies? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see this orange. Uh, There's a mountain of them. Hey! Oh my God, he's one. He Bag of oranges. One. You couldn't. Fucking what resist! The f- drops you couldn't fucking what resist! Fuck? You realize that he also dies right near where Apollonia was blown up in her car. <laughs> Holy fuck! I just realized that. <laughs> That's the same place, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he dies know. literally where his soul died, like fifty years earlier. That's insane. What a terrible movie! What a terrible film. Yeah, bad. Yeah, well, this is the first first franchise we've done where, like, the third film completely fucked up. I'm trying to think. Well. Oh, Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I was going to say Jedi. I can't believe people think that's the best one. I can't believe people say that's the second best Star Wars film. What? Ever? Have you seen those people that do the rankings? You know, the S-A-C, like, the A-B-C-D-F? Rankings? You're joking. Someone's put... And, uh, like, I've seen it multiple <laughs> times. Empire with... No, yeah, Revenge. Yeah, with Revenge yeah. next to each other. Fuck off! On the A ranking. And I'm like... Or S ranking or whatever it is. And I'm like... Why do people like Revenge so much? I said it's the best of the prequels. I'm, every day I think it's about not, it. And I'm like... Bad. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Phantom's the best. But like... <laughs> they're all bad. They're all it's terrible. Really ba- it's really hard to choose. It's hard to compare bad. the different shades of shit. They're and, all and very I, brown. And like, I'm going to change my mind. I think the, the sequels are far better than the prequels. Yes, Gabe. Yeah, fucking, they're far better. Of course. Are you joking? Yes. Yeah, no, they're they, much, they much better. They're not even, great. Even Rise. Yes. Even Rise is better. Yes. Rise of Skywalker is much better than The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. And Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. It's not a great film, but it's way fucking better. Those films are really bad. Oh, we can't get away from Star Wars. Let's just throw in a Marvel fucking quote while we're here. Just fucking... Mate, um, apparently Shang-Chi is meant to be filming again in August. I saw Simi Liu at Fox the other day. So he's he's around. He's just like stuck in Sydney. So like... Mm. They're meant to be filming again. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, very, very glad I did not work on that. And then COVID Mm -hmm. happened. (sighs) Yeah, this film's bad. Oh, should we announce our next series? And final thoughts for this... The Godfather franchise? Um, The first two films are okay, and then this film's not very good. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Let's talk about the next films we're making. (laughs) Next films we're making? Well, no. I mean, I can talk about our short film. Holy shit, the second assistant director on this film is Michael Bay's first assistant director on Ah. all these films. 
Fuck you, Casey Hodenfield. <laughs> you fucked this up. Yeah, so, this is a sign it. of things to come. Uh, oh, and um, Dean Tavolaris' son was supervising art director. That's cool. Mm. That's cool. Man, I know way too many people's names by now. Yes. It's very weird. Yes, I don't know how you're... Who else is in here that's... Opera advisor, Anton Coppola. Oh, fuck. I didn't know all this shit. Well, no. Coppola. Like, oh. that wasn't hard to fucking... But, like, who's Anton? In the Probably Coppola his movie. nephew. I don't know. He knows Could about be... opera? He's got so many nephews. Um, yeah, so our next series, uh, we, we wanted to go back to doing like a proper build up to a release, but we're in a fucking time (laughs) where there are no movies coming out. So here's what we're doing. I think potentially the next episode we'll put out is either going to be a new series or it's going to be a recommendation of a film that we've wanted to watch for a long time. And now that we're back in the country together, we can do that. Hmm. So the next series we are doing is 10 films building up to the release of Tenet. Yeah. Christopher Nolan's Tenet. And, and we're, we're breaking with tradition. We're calling it? Ten to Tenet. Ten to Tenet. Um, we're breaking with tradition. Because we are not a podcast that is interested in filmographies. There are other podcasts that do that. There are podcasts that do all of a director's films. We aren't that podcast. We're breaking with tradition and doing that specifically because... Christopher Nolan and maybe Quentin Tarantino are the only directors alive who every single one of their films is now part of a franchise which is their filmography. Like, Christopher Nolan has gotten to the point where, like, there are no stars. Like, John David Washington is a star and Rob Patterson is a star, but Christopher Nolan is the star of Tenet. Yeah, that's that's He is the franchise. In the first trailer for Dunkirk was... A film by Christopher Nolan. A film by Christopher Nolan. That is what promotes it. That's literally it's yeah. It's it's amazing that he's achieved that. So like we are doing all ten of his films yeah, from following like we up to Dunkirk. Originally we're gonna do just, just the, the time, time travel movies. Time travel, f- but like problem they, is time messing films. Time messing films. So following right? Memento, um, Inception, Interstellar, Dunkirk. But it was already something like that. We, we can't but, split up his filmography like but that. But like the because pro- we the want to do fucking that, Batman. But the movies kept getting delayed. So. Yeah, so like we're doing 10 weeks to Tenet. It'll probably be more weeks, but we're going to stick to this. We're going to do Following Next. We're going to do Memento. We're going to do all of his films, the Batman films. We were going to do Batman for when Matt Reeves' Batman comes out, but fuck it. Um, we're going to do the Justice League, all of those. Yeah, yeah. we're going to no, Wonder, League, League, Wonder Justice Woman. League stuff we're going to do for Justice League. Are we going to do Justice League redone? for Wonder Woman? Are we going to do Justice League redone? Yeah, we'll do it next year when it comes out. Yeah, fuck yeah. We'll do it, we'll, we've got to do it for it's Wonder Woman. Five hours. Wonder Woman's like right after Tenet, so we're going to be very, very, t- very busy. Um, it's okay. Yeah, we'll, okay. We'll figure it out. We need to record more than one episode a day. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, we're back together now, so that's nice. Um, so yeah, cho- uh, tune in next time to hear our first of the Christopher Nolan series. Following, I've never seen it. I've seen it three times. You've seen yeah. it a bunch. Yeah. I've never seen it. So it's his... You know what's interesting? It's his um, shortest film. And um, there's a very interesting uh, cameo in it that you'll notice. It's a good film. Okay. It's 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 very refreshing that like a director's first film is maybe their worst film. Because usually <laughs> that's not the case. And you usually get about it. Worse? Well yeah, like the, the film that it's very comparable to we'll talk about this next week, but the film that is very comparable to is Darren Aronofsky's Pie, which is his first film. Have you seen that? No. Very, very fucking good film. It's actually one of Aronofsky's better films. But mm. following is literally like one of the cheapest movies ever made that Nolan made when he was a film student, and like it's really good. It's really good. It's definitely one of his worst films, but it's it's really good. Um, anyway, that is Godfather Part 3. That ends our Godfather series. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Just when we thought they were out, Paramount is announcing that they're remaking it. With... Yeah, I was going to say that. Are they going to do a part four? No, no, no. They will Coppola. never do a part four. <laughs> They'll never do a part four. Coppola will never do another Godfather. <laughs> I, I will put money that he will never, ever, ever do them. Oh, no, of course not. Absolutely not. I I would be amazed he if he might does go another to the film. set on the new one. He's meant to do another film. He he has been talking about doing his mega 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 megapolis film for like the last five years. Apparently, it's in pre production. I don't know what that means. Um, yeah. He I would not put it past him to do another film, but I I would be very surprised. I think he's happy, like you know, supporting other filmmakers and hmm. running his wine business and um. Yeah, he... Sofia Coppola should do it. No. No. I know. I'm so pissed off that Ivan... That Jason Reitman is doing Ghostbusters. Like, fuck you. You don't fucking get to do that. Just because your fucking dad did it doesn't mean you get to do fucking... What in Jason Reitman's filmography says that he's the right guy to do Ghostbusters? Seriously. I don't know. It's like when Duncan Jones tweeted out if anyone's doing a David Bowie movie, like, it will be me. It's like... Fuck you! Just because you're David Bowie's son doesn't mean you're the guy who should do a David Bowie Maybe movie. you should be a supervisor in it. Yes! Completely! <laughs> Fucking produce it. Like, Duncan Jones is a decent director, but, like, he's not the guy to do a David Bowie movie. Nah. Fucking guy who did Moon? Fuck no. Well, no, no. actually, Moon's probably the best case for him doing a David Bowie movie. Nah. <laughs> if you're gonna do a movie about David Bowie, it should be fucking weird. It should be really fucking weird. Well, it's not weird. I know, that's true. But I'm saying we should have we should have like a literal space oddity for when yeah, the space I, I, when I, the obligatory space oddity musical like, number comes. I would like you've gotta have David Bowie like walking the surface of the moon. I would like David Bowie movie to not be about David Bowie and just be like a, a weird must like sci fi film. Dude, you know who I music. actually thought what? would be perfect for playing Bowie if he was a bit older? This is gonna sound really fucking stupid. What? Finn Whitehead from Dunkirk. Lead. Was a lead in Tucker? Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. You know, the guy from Bandersnatch, Black Mirror. Yeah. So yeah. Imagine him as David Bowie. Um, I think. Can you see it? To remake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see it. In yeah, ten I, years, I think he'd actually be really good. I think that the, the, the he's got the fuck teeth. <laughs> I think that the David Bowie film should just be a remake of Labyrinth. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Uh, but you can't remake Labyrinth without David Bowie. They like they've how? Well, yeah. No, they talked about it with Tilda Swinton, <laughs> who is actually maybe the best choice for playing Bowie. Like if if they're gonna do it, they should do it like the Bob Dylan movie where they have four or five different actors playing him. Mm. That would be cool. That'd be yeah, really that's good. Interesting. Yeah, like you have um, you know, you have Gary Oldman playing the. Well, I don't think he'd do that. You know their drama, right? No. One of Gary Oldman's sons, who he lost in a divorce in a custody battle, um, was David Bowie's like adopted son. I don't remember who it was, but like Gary Oldman. Well, I, I don't think they actually had beef, but like they they like worked together a bunch on some some songs because Gary Oldman's a very accomplished songwriter, and like they worked together a few times. Yeah, you can find like songs with Gary Oldman and David Bowie playing together. Yeah, interesting, cool. Speaking of Gary Oldman, can't wait to fucking do uh, Batman. Yes. yes, yes. That cast. Holy shit. When we get to the cast for Batman Begins, I am going to fucking come in my pants talking about like how many great <laughs> actors are in. Because like, Dark Knight's fucking great. Batman Begins <sighs> cast is fucking insane. Holy shit. Anyway, tune in hey, next uh, week for following. Yeah? Are you... Uh, which side are you... What are the actors' names? <laughs> what are you talking Fuck. about? Fuck. 
Gillahan side or uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal or Katie Holmes? Yeah, Holmes. Or All right, Gillahan. Katie Holmes, but we'll talk about it. I like Gillahan Katie Holmes better. is much better. I like Gillahan better. Gyllenhaal. I like I like the character in Dark Knight better, but I think Katie Holmes yeah, is a better actress. I like it better. Yeah. yeah. You're bad at that. You're bad at distinguishing between the writing of the character and the acting of the character. Oh, I wonder why. (laughs) I don't know why. Fucking, it's very easy. Because I like I I look at the writing that more than I look at the the performances. Performances, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can give me the best performance ever, but if it's like written poorly, I won't like it. That's that's why that's what happens so many times with us. Is that you're like uh, the same thing with Phantom Menace? You said, oh, this. Seen this really well performed. Yes, and I'm like, but the fucking writing is is, is okay for one scene. That's yeah, well, the writing was yeah. okay, but okay. I'm like, yeah, just like in Attack like, of the Clones, is that one scene? Do you think George Lucas had a ghostwriter for like one day, and he just like wrote a good scene? <laughs> no, I I finally rewatched American Graffiti just like a few nights ago. Yeah, fucking awesome movie, mm. really fucking good. Watch it if you want to see George Lucas direct really good performances with people who are fucking good actors it's really good really good movie you should totally watch it okay. and I bought THX on um, on DVD so we should definitely rewatch that um, thank you so much for listening yeah. uh, thank you for listening to 30 minutes of um, Godfather 3 talk and 40 <laughs> minutes of George Floyd talk Wait, we haven't we haven't talked I don't want to say anything after that yeah <laughs> but um um, um... I don't want to... Um... Fuck the police. <laughs> okay. I'm just derailing this podcast. Yeah, what were you going to say? Come uh, on, come on. Yeah, I wasn't going to say. It's our first time talking like this together. Yeah. For a long time. That's yeah. why we have... Talked That's why the mic quality is so much better. Because I'm not using my microphone. I've got to buy... I don't ex- know what the fuck I'm buying exa- your mic. I don't know. I'm buying exactly this mic when I have some. I thought you did. No, that's I, what made me so confused. Because I went to the same and, one. I went to a store and bought like one that looked the same, but it's fucking terrible. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for listening. We're actually ending now. See you soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye.